Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm laughing because this is my second take at my intro because Marshall told me it wasn't that great. So shout out to Marshall for being honest with Brooke over here. But anyways, welcome back to the show. This is our third time being on YouTube. We have Joey Muccio on. I met him at a wedding. We became fast friends. Um, He's a social media influencer. He's a fitness guru and he's a pilot. He comes on the show to discuss a lot of things that are personal to him. We talk a lot about social media. We talk about how he got Vine famous and he danced with Channing Tatum. We talked about how I had an awkward sugar daddy encounter on Instagram. We just talk all the things. We had so much fun. So I hope that you subscribe to this YouTube channel. If you're listening just through Apple or Spotify, we thank you so much for being a faithful listener. And we are really excited to welcome Joey on. So sit back, relax, and get your pens ready because this is Write It Down. All right, welcome back to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm your host, Brooke Murata, on the mic with Joey Muccio. Joey, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's super exciting. So, to be here. so I met Joey. Some of you guys who follow us on social media saw that we met, we were in a wedding together, and that sparked our friendship. We switched outfits. We'll have to make sure that. We link those to this episode as well. But um, Joey, you're super cool. We've um, we have a lot of mutual friends, but we didn't really meet until recently. Um, and we had some pretty good conversation. You're really driven. You're really focused and you have a lot of pots on the stove. And I really appreciate that. I think that um, people our age who are doing that. I just I have a lot of respect for that. So thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you're like a fitness model, a pilot, social media influencer. So, Joey, why don't you start um, your story? by sharing with us how you grew to so much influence on social media, but really what drives you personally to continue influencing others. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the introduction. That was, yeah. that was nice. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's kind of a funny story mm-hmm. how the whole social media thing started because it was like Vine back in the day. If you're familiar with Vine, mm-hmm. a lot of people maybe aren't nowadays, but it was like the six second video app that was like super easy to kind of trend and go viral on. It was like the first social media platform that you can go viral on fairly easy, kind of like the old TikTok. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even have Vine. I had Instagram and my brother had Vine and there was like this whole like grind on me song trend. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, yeah, a bunch of dudes, you know, shirtless dancing. And we were like, you know, me and my brothers, they were like, Dude, we can all do a backflip. We're all we all look decent, shirtless. Like, yeah. let's try this out. Yeah. So then we just went on the golf course one night. Our mom filmed it. We did a backflip and then we basically humped the ground to the to the song. And then it just <laughs> and then it just blew up. So yes. it's like a really weird, like yeah. non-planned situation that kind of worked out, but like also in a way that I'm not super proud of, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but, we all have our past. Oh, okay. Why not? Yeah. We, we just yeah. let it. We just let it ride from there, and then uh, it just it just grew, grew, and grew like to where we had like eight hundred and something thousand followers on Vine. Oh wow! So we were like promoting movies, promoting products. Like we started getting into that sort of like monetizing mm-hmm. our social media following yeah. a little bit at the end. And that and was before I, was that big, really? Like social media monetization, like you were there, like right at the very beginning of it. Like when people yeah. were getting paid to influence more on social media. Wow. How old yeah, were you at this time? 18. Oh, like okay. it was like, for me, it was like right out of high school. Oh, wow. So it was, it was new. And I still, even though we were like making a little bit of money from it and stuff, I still didn't see it as like a business. Like I see it now. Mm-hmm. 
like now it's like a whole different thing. Like, you know, there's so many people that are doing it and doing it successfully that it's like, I don't know, it's easier to see an end goal when before it was just like, Oh, there's something cool that's happening now, but I'm still going to, you know, go to college and focus on. Yeah. Well now it holds more value. I mean, I think Kim Kardashian, like if she posts on her story, like a product, she'll get like a million dollars. And then if she Dude. gets like a still post, it's like $3 million. It's like stupid money, but it's, insane. it's like way more impactful than a traditional like commercial. Because for yeah. the most part, people are cutting the cord on cable and then they're all on their phone. So if somebody reaches out to you with a product, you're more likely to drive a call to action for a product, which is super interesting that we're living in those times. But I think it's really cool that you did ride that wave and you kind of made it your own. So you transitioned from Vine. Vine kind of died. Um, so yeah. then your social media followers kind of came over to Instagram and now TikTok. And like, what does that kind of look like? What does it look like for you to kind of weigh if somebody has good intentions with you or not on social media? Cause people hide behind things. So how do you decipher between those? Yeah. So I'm happy that I got it to transfer over to Instagram and now it's like more authentic. It's, it's me. Like before it was my brothers and I, but it was, I'm not a, I'm not a dancer, you know, like, <laughs> yes, you are. Like I saw you at that <laughs> wedding. You're a dancer. That's so fun. Yeah, I can, I can bob up yeah, yeah. Yeah. But not like that. I see what you're saying. But, but yeah, like it, that wasn't like, it wasn't me. It wasn't something that I'm passionate about. Now I, I transferred it over to like more fitness and I yeah. like to motivate people. And I just, I just work out every day. So it's super easy for me to post content. It's easy to post content about something that you do every day and that you really, really enjoy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy that now that's kind of taking off a little bit more. So what were some of the movies that you guys promoted when you were younger, when you were popping off? The first one was Magic Mike, which was like perfect. Hilarious. That's (laughs) awesome. Okay. So you travel for that or what did that look like? Yeah. We went to Savannah, Georgia, I think for that. Yeah. Savannah, Georgia. And uh, they flew us out, put us in a hotel, and then we had to, like, make a, a vine with Janet Tatum, which was super cool. Like, we had to. You made it sound like it was a chore. Like, we had oh, to make yeah. no, I mean, yeah, it. Was, it's just it was a big awesome. bummer. Yeah. That's yeah, hilarious. Was well, okay. So, kind of, like, now with your fitness journey, do you have a hard time compartmentalizing who you are off social media and who you are on social media? And how do you find the balance? Because I also know that you're um, becoming a pilot and that's something you're super passionate about, which I think is cool and probably grounds you to an extent because social media, you never you never know, trends come and go. So how do you find yeah. yourself balancing who Joey Muccio is on social media and who Joey Muccio is as a pilot, a friend, a boyfriend, a child, all those things? Yeah, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of like you live two different lives because you spend so much time on social media, which is a bad thing, but can be a good thing in certain ways. But yeah, I mean, with the whole pilot thing, now that I'm an airline pilot, like I just passed my test for that. I'm gonna, have a, I'm gonna spend a lot of time. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna spend a lot of time doing that. Uh, but I mean, the whole social media thing is also just, it's just who I am. Like, it's not, it's not something that's super separate from me. It's just like me working out, me trying to be motivational and stuff like that. So that's also who I am mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah. So I think that's what's like, if you're gonna right. do social media, you gotta do it authentically or else that's probably where people you know go the wrong way is totally you know separate from their actual life yeah and I think also like and we even know this with 
a Zoom call or an inter- or an interview or anything like that, the minute the camera turns on or the mic turns on, there's al- almost something that shifts in you. You're almost like, all right, I got to be like a little more professional. But like on Instagram stories, there's a little less of that. You can kind of be a little more authentic. You can have a couple takes. You can be funny. People are doing it all over social media. But the traditional yeah. content that's been out there um, through, you know, old-fashioned interviews kind of like we're doing now I've noticed even like when I'm talking to a guest pre-show the minute we start recording it's like you like lose your personality and right, that's like get, yeah know. it gets really like stuffy and you're like oh my gosh millions of people are watching this probably or whatever your following is so do you ever find yourself a little overwhelmed with the amount of people who follow you and look to you for validation um, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty good with like, if I'm just talking to my phone or a camera, I feel super natural. Cause I don't, I don't really think about it that much, yeah. but if you get me in front of like actual people at like, uh, whatever, and like on a stage in front of real people, I will shut down. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah. Public like, speaking is like, not your thing. No, I am terrible at public speaking, but I could talk to my phone. Like, and, and I know that, you know, at least a few thousand people are, are, are going to like see what I say, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I just don't think about it. It's, probably so it's way easier for, for me to do that. Probably because I've done it so many times. Like you're good at public speaking. You, you did a speech mm-hmm. at the wedding and it was like, I cried. crushed it. Thank you very crushed much. It. That was a fun yeah. time. Yeah. And I think something that I've learned is, you know, with public speaking or even when you're interviewing someone or talking to someone, Somebody asked, like, how do you like kind of refrain from being nervous? And I guess the key to not being as nervous is focusing on the person you're talking to more than how you feel. So, for instance, if you're giving a speech or something, it's like, no, this is not about me. This is about who I'm writing this for. So, all right, this show's not about me. This episode's about Joey today. So, like, how do we highlight Joey? And I think that's like probably the only way mentally I can get through an interview, especially if I'm talking to someone that like, you know, I've interviewed a guy before is a bigger name and I, he made me so nervous, so nervous. Like our pre-interview, I was like, this guy hates me. Like literally he's going to hate the show. And I'm like all in my head about it. And I kind of switched and I was like, Nope, this is about that person. And so I think also with what you're doing, especially with fitness, because I see like your, your posts and people ask you, um, when you do ask me a question, people like, how'd you start your fitness journey? What do you do for this? Your biggest driving force for continual content is helping others and putting the focus on others. And it's really, really, really easy when you're getting attention to think about yourself, but it's more authentic when you're like, nope, I'm going to reverse this. The natural tendency is to think about yourself because we're human. But then I really like how the content that you put out is for other people. And I think that that stays true to who you are as a person, just knowing you for a few months and who you are online. So I think that's like really awesome what you're up to online and encouraging people. It's really neat to, to watch and be a part of. Um, what is one creepy story you have from social media? Like someone sliding into your DMs. I'm sure you have plenty. But like what's a story that you're like, man, this is a little rough. We all have them. But are there some that oh. you're like that kind of come to mind? I know this, this question probably took you off guard a bit. But there's <laughs> bound to be a story, like an awkward story. Oh man, there's, there's definitely plenty, plenty of stories, like plenty of just weird DMs and just, you know, people Mm -hmm. crossing the boundaries whenever like first contact. Um, 
I'm, honestly, I'm, I might have to come back to okay. this one if I think of something. Yeah. Have but, you ever had but, to block but, someone? Oh, really? oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Over 100 people for sure. I got someone recently that DM'd me. And you know how you have those message requests on your Instagram? So I was like just scrolling through them. And one was like, hey, like I want to be your sugar daddy. And I'm like, thank God. Like, I can't believe I almost missed this because I've been needing <laughs> one. And I'm so thankful that you finally reached out to me. So, um, yeah. but it's really good to know that people are looking out for you and your financial um, stability in the future. But 100%. 100%. Yeah. You got to welcome all the sugar daddies. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's like, honestly, it's, it's hard out here. And it's about time that somebody realizes I need a sugar daddy. It's what I've been waiting for most of my life. So I'm really glad if you're listening to this. Yes. The answer is yes. Thousand times. Yes. You can be my sugar daddy. Yeah. yeah me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Joey and I you. are signing up. Okay. So you recently just went to Italy. So why don't you tell yeah. us a little bit of that story? Uh, you were flying Delta one, you were up in first class driving. So tell us a little bit about what it's like to be a passenger on a flight when you're normally the one in control of the plane. What's that like? It's awesome. I'd rather be hanging out in Delta one chilling, you know, <laughs> drinking some wine, eating some food. Heck you know, yeah. Rather than working. yeah. But no, it's sweet because now like I just started getting these flight benefits, you know, mm -hmm. since I started working for this company. So I was like, I finished my test. I had a guaranteed five days off. My girlfriend also has flight benefits because yes. her mom's a flight attendant. Mm -hmm. So we just looked at basically like the next flight with the most open Delta One seats. And it was to Rome. And we were like, let's send let's it. So we go. sent it like the next day. And I mean, it's just 10 hours. I mean, you get an entire seat where you can like, you can lay 180 degrees. They feed you multiple meals. They give you wine, whatever drink you want. I mean, it's incredible i've always sat in like you know normal coach i'm not yeah. spending no thousands of dollars Heck for no i don't have that kind of money i don't uh -huh. have that kind of shit with daddy yeah yeah so <laughs> i do so. so this so this is my <laughs> <laughs> let me know so this is my first time doing that and it was it was sweet and then rome obviously was awesome. so pretty yeah well, worth it yeah yeah i don't get that type of retreatment on allegiant for those little 40 dollars flights so yeah. and then i'm paying like a hundred dollars for my carry-on so it really balances out so not that this is an ad for an airline but allegiant knows how to be cost effective until they nickel and dime you for a carry-on so if you're listening to this you should reconsider but anyway so with being a pilot what really made you want to to become one and then what has that journey looked like for you so what made me want to become a pilot is probably just, I mean, just looking around, like I'm sure the same thing with you, mm -hmm. as you grew up, you looked at what do your parents do? What do your friend's parents do? Who has the lifestyle that I'm, looking that for. I want, yeah, that, yeah. That, that I desire. So as I grew up, I, you know, I, I always did that. I always looked around like, no, no, no. One of my best friends, parent is like, his dad is an American airline captain or was, mm -hmm. he's retired now, but he always had a lot of time off, made a lot of money, lived on the beach you know, love to talk about his job. I'm talking about flying. I always thought flying, you know, would be super cool to learn. And then I just graduated college and I was like, you know, I'm just going to try this out. Like, so I went, I went to my local airport and did a discovery flight with just like a 45 minute flight where you just like see the area. They, they, they give you controls of the plane. And I was like hooked immediately. I was like, I want to do this. And then like three years later, here we are. Dang. And you're, and you're done, right? With school, you're like 
completely done yeah. with training and school and now you have a job. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, Heck before yeah. I had a job, like it's, it's, it's constantly like this ladder mm -hmm. that you're climbing with aviation. And I guess a lot of other mm -hmm. careers too. Like, it's like you get somewhere, then you, you know, you have to learn something new and then you move up to the next step. So it was, I became a flight instructor. So I taught, I was a professional pilot and like I, that I was making money flying, but mm -hmm. I was flying little small prop planes and then you get enough hours to where you can go to the airlines or you can get, you know, hired by an airline. So then I got hired. And then the last three months I've been training with them. And then now my next flight will be with passengers, which will be cool. But then there's like, so then I get my hours and then I upgrade the captain. And then you go to like the major airline and then you're a first officer there and then you do more training and then you become captain. So it's like, it's a constant learning process, but yeah, I'm officially Dang. at the airlines, which is like a big step. Do you get nervous carting around passengers or the idea of it? I will be for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did in the beginning, like when I was flying the the smaller planes, mm -hmm. like the first time I had my, my student or like a couple passengers for like a discovery flight, but then it becomes so easy and second nature. Yeah. So it'll like be anything. the same thing. Here. Yeah. Like yeah. For sure. First, my first, like, you know, few hundred hours, I'll be stressing. Mm -hmm. I can't I'll even imagine. Like, no. Oh my I... God, there's so many people behind me. Mm -hmm. I've never done this. And then it just becomes, you just do the same thing every single day. So the guys that I talk to, they're like, oh, bro, like, you'll be fine. It's like, I, yeah. I, you want to know, you'll be, you'll be chilling. It's like any job that the more that you keep doing it becomes second nature. It's scary at first. And then you're like, why was I ever worried about this? And it's just with everything that you learn in life. We're going to take a quick break to discuss Write It Down's brand new website. You can head over to widpod.com, W-I-D-P-O-D.com, and see all the goods. You'll notice a banner at the top of the page that says learn more. If you click that link, it'll show you how you can support Write It Down. P.S. My favorite part about the website is the Wid Wall, which is a collection of all the Write It Downs from the show. This podcast is made possible by the 1513 Network. So show the network some love and support by listening to their other shows. If not, just stick with Write It Down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Now, back to the show. Have you ever been in a season of life where you felt like you lost yourself and you went dark mentally? Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, recently, just because of this whole thing, like I knew I was going to go to Minneapolis for three months. I have this whole social media thing going on that's getting better and better for me. So I, you know, I'm, this is like become a nice little business. And then I'm also trying to do that. Yeah. So then, like what made me maybe go dark mentally was just thinking that I'm going to fail, you know, mm. and like that fear of failure and just having like too much weight on my shoulders and just kind of stressing myself out thinking too far ahead. Yeah. You Which know, just we all can like, do. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, I like after I stopped instructing, I had like three months of not flying, you know, working in that, but I was, I was doing my social media stuff. And then I was like, Oh my God, like when this ends, when I go to training, how am I going to do both? It's just going to be too much. Like there's no way I could do both. And, and so yes. far I've been able to do both, which is nice. Right. But you know, thinking too far ahead, you, you always make things out to be worse in your head than they actually are going to be. Oh yeah. You I mean, I, I think I've heard it said before that, 80 to 90% of our thoughts are typically negative, like automatic negative thoughts. And I think it's super easy, right? And that's like the whole building trust in any relationship or having faith in life is like, 
you can look back on your life and be like, okay, the things I worried about, like we can look back in a past season recently of like, okay, am I going to get into college? Well, now that we're past college age, it's like, we don't think twice about that. But when you graduate high school, you're like, where am I going to go? Am I going to be with my same friends? Am I going to be with the person I'm dating? Like you, you go through all these things and then you project the absolute worst case five, six years later, you're like, what the heck was that all about? Why did I do that? But then you find yourself at the next chapter at the beginning going, how the heck am I going to get through this? And that fe- like that, what you're saying, that fear of failure is this like perception that you're already failing. Right. Yeah. And who puts that pressure on you? You. Who puts that, you know, who puts that pressure on me, me, whoever's listening to this, there's something in all of our lives that we have a passion for, right? That we are given a natural gift for you have a natural gift to engage with people. And now you have a platform to do that. And you have a natural gift to work hard. Okay, so these are all things that have been given to you. And it's very, very easy to to look at that and then look at the next thing you have to get to and go, well, how is this going to merge together. Right. And so I think whoever's listening to this, um, if we can offer any advice or any sort of encouragement and maybe speak to ourselves a little bit here is that anytime like you get past a season and that's why the show's called write it down slight plug, you need to write down and remember how you got through it and what, what all of the good gifts that came from that, because that's always, that's how it is, especially when you have faith, especially when you have a village of people who care for you, that perception of failure might be like the possibility of failure might be this big, but the perception could be like this big, you know, just like how objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. There's this distortion that happens. And I think that's when you can, at least for myself, my brain will balloon up with that distortion. And then before I know it, I'm shutting down, starving myself of the natural gifts that I've been given. And so I think what's really cool again, about you and, and perception is everything in the sense of like, I know you, but not to like a deep level, but I, I see and I watch like the things that you're posting and you have been given a gift of a platform and traction. And it can feel like, oh my gosh, well now I'm about to go do maybe in your head, I'm just putting words in your mouth, a different job, a big boy job, whatever the world would call that. But you take pride in everything that you do and you will see excellence in that. And that is something that even I had a bar guest tell me that the other day, they're like, oh, Brooke, you have like eight different jobs. Like, how do you do it? Yada, yada. I'm like, um, I'm dying, but I'm doing it. And they're like, I just want to yeah. let you know it will pay off. Like, I'm in my 50s and the work that you put in in your 20s and 30s pays off. It's just a principle. And I was like, dang, I needed to hear that. So I think it's just it's really yeah. cool that you're honest about that. Um, what are some things that you do when you go through kind of darker seasons to get yourself out of it? Um, I say like, I just always do, I I like to, you know, keep on a routine. So just always Mm -hmm. doing the things that I enjoy doing, moving the body, you know, like going on a morning beach walk or run or, Mm -hmm. you know, just staying on a routine because that routine will kind of carry you along in the rest of your day. Like if you just shut down completely and stop doing things because you're either down or depressed, it's going to make it worse. Yeah. You know, if you start eating eating, you know, less healthy, or you don't work out anymore, you don't go hit the sauna, or you don't do a nice bath or go surfing or do the things you love because you're sad. It's that's just going to make you more make sad, worse. right? Yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. And then you don't feel like yourself with, so, so I think that's what happens to a lot of people is that like, yeah, they're depressed. So then they stop hanging out with their friends or whatever it is that Isolation, they enjoy. Yeah. And then it just snowballs into being way, way worse. So you mm-hmm. gotta stay in, in a routine of doing things that you love. Yeah. 
Are you still close to your brothers? And what's the ages of your brothers? Like what's the oldest, youngest? What's that look like? Yeah. So they're a year and a half older. They're, they're twins. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so Nick is in Cali and then Vin's still in Melbourne. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're all super close still. I mean, Nick obviously is kind of distant. So we, we only see him every, every once in a while, mm-hmm. but I would say that me and my brothers are all super close. We love each other. Did things get like, maybe not weird's the word, but did things get different when you guys all got famous at the same time? Did your, were you guys, did your bond get closer or were you like kind of like the Jonas brothers where, you know, there's some like underlying issues there, like through their roast, like what would that look like if you had a family roast, would there be some underlying issues that'd be like, dang, that kind of hit deeper. That wasn't funny. <laughs> no, yet. Uh, I'd say it brought us closer because we were just doing these things together, going on these trips together, making videos together. Mm-hmm. And we genuinely enjoyed that at the time. And then it just became kind of hard when, when, you know, it was like, holy crap, you know, we're kind of blown up on this Vine app. But when our parents are like, go to college, you know, you guys have to get a degree and do this. And then it was like trying to do both. And honestly, Vinny, one of my brothers was like, the star of the show. He all, it was all of his ideas. Yeah. It was him getting us together. And me and Nick were just kind of like along for the ride, honestly. So I think that that kind of probably pissed him off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, that brought some, you know, some tension between us at times, you know, but it was never bad. We never yeah. had any blowouts or anything like that, but it was like, we, me and Vin would want to do a video and, and Nick was like, no, it's my camera. We're not going to do it. Or yeah. It like, like just brother stuff that, but not like yeah. super. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like little things, but I mean, all in all, I would say it brought us closer. Mm-hmm. Who's the one person in the world that you're like, man, that person has my back. I mean, my, my family, you know, mm-hmm. my mom, my dad, my brothers, Mm-hmm. Like they're in I mean, my cousins, you know, like, du- like direct family. I mean, my friends do too. Like, I feel like they, they do as well, but I feel like family just goes way, uh, way beyond that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I don't know if you like being called this or not, but like famous for lack of better words, did fame change the dynamics of some of your friendships? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, especially early on with the whole vine thing you know, at a pretty young age, like some people, since it wasn't me and it wasn't like a, a genuine thing, you know, because I'm, I'm not like a dancer, but I was like a dancer and my friends were like, Oh yeah. But it was like, it was like, what is, what, what are the mutual brothers doing? You know, like dancing on this app. Yeah. Like it was kind of like a little bit of a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And some people couldn't separate that from who they knew we were personally, like just some normal chill dudes that we played baseball with or whatever. So th- some people I think got like a wrong perception of, of us and thought maybe we were changing, mm-hmm. which I mean, sure. We, you know, everybody changes, but I think it ruined some relationships, but it only ruined the relationships that weren't very deep anyway. So yeah. it was like, you kind of, like I, we kind of found out like who our true friends were mm-hmm. and then who people were that, yeah, you know, it wasn't going to last anyway. Right. And we talked briefly about that, even at the wedding of just like how the older you get, the smaller your circle gets. And for like someone who's more social, it's like, man, like this feels weird. It feels like you're almost doing something wrong because your friendships are changing and dwindling and the people in your smaller circle, but it's just a, a process of maturity to be like, okay, 
not everybody deserves and maybe deserves a heavy word, but not everybody gets to be in the inner circle of your life and help influence the decisions that you have because you want to get counsel from people who know you all parts of you, right? Not just the perception of you that they see on social media, not the perception they see of you on a YouTube or a podcast interview. You want people who are like, okay, when the lights and the camera are off, I know that person. And that's the people that you want to start taking advice from and start discerning the different decisions you're going to make in in your future of what jobs you're going to take or your spouse or your kids or whatever it is, those big decisions that affect the course of your life. And it gets hard when social media is thrown in there because everybody's your friend on social media for the most part, not you specifically, but us in general who have social media, everybody can be your friend. I saw this meme that said, you know, when you follow someone on Instagram, like, do you act like you don't know them? Or do you go like, Hey, how was your trip to Dubai in 2011? Like, it's like, I know you went there, whatever, however many years ago, but you don't talk about it because it's weird, but it is this false idea that that person is potentially in your corner. And you have to be careful with that, as you know, especially with people coming at you like, oh, I got this business. Will you wrap this? Will you come on this show? Will you do this? And you're like, OK, well, not everybody's we learned that early. Not everybody's in our has our best interests like our family or our close friends do. So I totally can relate to that. It gets a little weird out there, especially with sugar yeah. daddies and mommies and stuff. So <laughs> anyways, but I want to ask you a few rapid fire questions before we get to I write it down. Um, yeah. are you like someone that gets gas at a quarter tank or lets it go all the way to the end for your car? I let it go all the way to the end. You're like sure. living on the edge of your seat. Yeah. I wait till that, that light is blinking. blinking and the, okay. Uh, all right. You like to live on the yeah. edge. All right. On an airline or sorry, airplane window or aisle seat. Window. Okay. Why? You just like to be able to see out like kind of have like land in your yeah. view. Okay. Um, yeah, and you know, I like to get the video of us taking off or landing, and I just yes. love looking at the clouds and stuff like that. Yeah, I like that. I like being a passenger in a car better than a driver, so that's the same thing. Like, I like to like look out the window and see things because, yeah, I don't like being a driver. Yeah. Um, how many takes does it do you have before the perfect photo that you post or a video? Do you take multiple? Or are you like kind of like a one and done? Oh, multiple for sure. Okay. Well, yeah. that's good There's to know because like, yeah. <laughs> 80% of the photos are terrible. Okay. And, and then, then you have the to. 20%. But it's a real thing. Everybody does it. So I appreciate the honesty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you say frosting or icing for like cake? Icing. So like, yeah, I like icing. You don't say, oh, can I have more frosting? You say, can I have icing? Icing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've never said frosting. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I think I say frosting. Really? I think so. Like, oh, there's like not enough frosting on this. I feel like I I don't think I I maybe I say ice. Like, do you say pecan or pecan? Pecan. Same. But like do you say pecan pie or pecan pie? Pecan pie. Okay. So that you're like you're an OG pecan. I was wow. talking to some of my coworkers. I mean, I could go down a trail. I have so many words like this. Do you say comfortable or comfortable? Comfortable. Comfortable. Right? But it's really comfortable. Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> I, I know someone who says it that light, and I'm like, that's just too much. Okay. Yeah, um, childhood nickname. Uh, Joe Blow. Why? Joe Blow. Because I, whenever I like 
skated or surfed whenever i would like be like really focused and like pushing i was i was like there were always pictures of me going like <laughs> going like that <laughs> so then they'd be like joe blow joe blow i don't okay. know why did your mom call you that too did yeah. you have like a, a kid like my mom used to call me pookie like one of those names I no I, I don't think she ever got on on the on the nickname on the nickname train joe blow <laughs> that is hilarious okay one last yeah. question would you rather sit in a sauna or take an ice bath you take ice baths yeah and i sit i sat in the sauna today too i i sit in the sauna a lot more than i take an ice bath because uh-huh. of the convenience of it yeah and it's way way easier but i would love to take more ice baths than i take saunas because an ice bath is way harder it's way more uncomfortable you definitely don't want to get in a sauna i kind of enjoy yeah i kind of enjoy sweating and just like being being hot just like kind of enjoying that but an ice bath is it's like i don't want to get in there but then you're just like no mentally yeah it pushes you mentally yeah it's like running a marathon like does anybody really enjoy running marathons i mean i do but like for the most part i feel like most people hate running and they do it as a discipline for their mind because you have to okay so we are getting to that point of the show where i ask each guest to give the audience something to write down so joey what is your write it down all right, my write it down super, super simple. Okay. It's just create more than you consume, especially if you want to do like the whole social media thing or, I mean, I guess with anything, this is just like like such a consumer's world right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just sitting on TikTok or Instagram scrolling or whatever, or buying things that they don't really need or want. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it's It's going to be easy for people to go through life and then get to the end and be like, wow, I just like, admired other people's lives or I watched other people's lives on all these different yeah. apps mm-hmm. when you should be the biggest fan of yourself first. And so you got to create, you know, create whatever it is that you enjoy creating like you with this podcast mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. else you, you like to create. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's the fitness content, stuff like that. So just create more than you consume. And I think it'll be You'll, you'll be happier in the end. Yes, I love that. I think that is something, too, that has helped me personally on social media. Um, I went kind of, we all do, we go through waves where we're consuming more than we're creating. And I, sure. I've even thought of that before. It's like, you are going to be more yourself when you're creating because we we were designed to be creators, to be artists, to be singers, to be to have these things in us that we give to the world. We are like so uniquely made and so I think when you're constantly sitting on the bench watching other people it's easier to self-deprecate and think oh well they are doing this but when you start to really step into the gifts that you've been given and create from that level you start like you said you um you gain more confidence to be who you were created to be so Joey Muccio thank you so much for joining us on the write it down podcast and sharing all of your stories and wisdom and I'm glad that we get to be friends and I hope that we get to do this again Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This was this was fun. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool stands for write it down podcast but it's abbreviated to woodpod anyways thanks for listening and we will catch you later